Are you a fanatic? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Here are your hosts, John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. And I apologize for nothing. Hey, hey, welcome everyone back to the Fanatic Life Podcast. We're so glad that you would join us. This is episode five. We are uh, rolling along here, Jamie. How's it going with you? Oh, just want to let everybody know I'm I'm here against my will. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) Uh, How exactly would I keep you against your will in your own home? I have yet to figure that out. (laughs) But when I do, I will get back to you. Wonderful. Yeah, that is uh, uh, scary stuff, I think. But, uh, man, you know, a couple of uh, episodes ago, you talked about going to the diamond mine and you were unsuccessful like I have been every time I have been out there. But what, just last week, I think people people found huge diamonds out there. Did you see this, this story? I've seen the story, but I did not read the story because I did not feel like pouring salt into my open wounds. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how it goes. And that's why people go, you know, out there. First of all, you don't realize how many people go out there. It seems like, you know, you know, if you if you follow how many diamonds are found out over at Murfreesboro, you kind of think, well, anybody can go out there and do it. But then you go and there are a ton of people out there and, you know, it's. Really, you start thinking about like, eh, it takes a lot of people to find one diamond. But anyway, this was a big payday because there were two. There were two found. The first one was 6.39 carats. That is humongous. <laughs> that is, what, what would your wife do with a 6.39 carat diamond? Uh, she would sell it. Just like that, huh? No jewelry, just sell it. Oh, yeah. My my wife's not big in jewelry, so yeah, she's she would uh she would sell it, put that money towards something, pay off something or whatnot. Yeah, I get that. We're, we're kind of the same way. I you know I bought Katie some stuff, uh, bought her a necklace and uh, before we married, and then bought you know her ring and everything. And I don't think I've bought her anything since because that's she's kind of the same way. It's like you know let's let's pay off something or do something like that. I don't don't necessarily necessarily need jewelry. So, uh, yeah, she's kind of the same way. So the first one was six point, almost 6.4 carats. The second on July 9th was 2.73 carats, still huge and, uh, just, just beautiful. So, uh, I had, I had a friend, uh, message me today actually about it and said, you know what? I think I'm going to change my mind. It's the same friend that I talked about on the podcast that, you know, once we got out there, I was like, yeah, I'm over it. (laughs) Uh, they're like, I might change my mind about this place now. Like, no, you won't. It's still an open field and we still are talking about it. You know, like I said, we always think about it in the middle of the hottest weather here in Arkansas. And that's not good uh, because we, we get out there and we think heat stroke immediately because like I said, it's not a mine. It's not a, it is a mine. It's not a cave you walk into. It's an open plowed field with no protection from the sun. So can you, I guess you could bring umbrellas and stuff, but you could, you could. Yeah, you're digging in dirt in 100-degree weather. I think I will pass. Exactly. It's like we said, you know, you get up there, you're kind of excited, and as soon as you walk out that door, you're thinking, 
did they have diamonds for sale at the, at the register? Cause we'll, I'll just do that. That, that sounds, sounds much easier. Or, or better yet, do they have any quartz crystals that I can pass off as diamonds at the register? <laughs> exactly. Well, either quartz crystals or I don't remember what the, uh, you know, all the fake stuff is, is called now, but you can get it really cheap and it looks exactly the same. And, you know, some of that stuff is, is so, I don't know, the technology is, is advanced so much that you can't tell the difference really. And so I'm all about that. Hey, just get something that sparkles. It, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. It's also depressing because Jamie and I have lived around this area for our entire lives, basically within, within quick driving distance anyway. And, uh, and yeah, we just, it's one of those things you just don't, you don't go out there and do that. People, people come and camp out and stay there for long periods of time and find diamonds, but, uh, it is a lot of work and you got to figure out, you got to figure out how much, uh, how much you're actually paying for that diamond. If you put in, put in all that time, but I'll tell you one of these, one of these, uh, diamonds that was found, I didn't read the story on both, but one of them was, uh, uh, she was just walking around and she saw a shiny rock and thought, well, that looks cool. I'll, I'll see what that is. And I was like, as soon as she got there, so she put it in her pocket. She says she checked it all day to making sure it hadn't fallen out. And, you know, end of the day, she's got this humongous diamond and, uh, that is not my luck, Jamie. Maybe it's yours. No, if I don't have bad luck, I don't have any luck. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same way with that. So, uh, I, I completely understand. Well, uh, the day you're hearing this, uh, for most of you, if you're getting it, the day it comes out, that's July 16th. And I don't know, Jamie, do you follow like uh, National Donut Day or what day it is, you know, nationally that, that somebody's trying to put out there? Do you follow those things? Uh, not really. Uh, I'm just more concerned. Is it my day off or do I have to go to work today? Amen to that. Yes, <laughs> that, that is a good one right there. Is it vacation? Is it not? am I being paid for this? Yeah. Those are, those are all good questions. I don't normally follow that because um, you know what national day it is because there are so many now. I don't even know how you get on this registry or, you know, make it a day. You know, we could do, you know, the national fanatic life podcast day. Yeah. That's not a thing, but uh, I don't know how they do that, but I, I do follow it when, you know, people are you know throwing around, Hey, it's national cheeseburger day. Cause you know, I might, I would probably accidentally eat a cheeseburger on national cheeseburger day anyway. But, uh, you know, if it's something I like, I really do follow it. But today, if you're getting, I mean, it, it's a, it's a good excuse to eat something you would love to eat anyway. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly what I do. And that's the only reason I really pay attention. But if you're getting this, if you're listening to this today, July 16th, it is national corn fritter day or corn nugget is I've always called them. Uh, you ever eaten corn nuggets, Jamie? Oh, eaten them and loved them. Yeah, me too. That that's why I'm excited about this because corn nuggets. Uh, you know, I'll go to um, one of our uh, chicken restaurants. You know, down in uh, uh, Texarkana, somewhere like that. And you know, I I am asking for the family size corn nugget for myself. You know, because I'm going to eat all of those corn nuggets. Well, that a uh, chicken restaurant happened to be Chicken Express. Absolutely. They're not paying for a spot Phenomenal on this. corn nuggets. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, you go in, not a sponsor. I'm going to order, I'm going to order chicken and I'll take the family corn nuggets. I don't have a family, but I want the family corn nuggets. <laughs> you know what? Make that too. <laughs> and let's go ahead and get the family fried pickles while we're at it. Oh, see, I don't do pickles, man. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I, I do sweet pickles, but not dill pickles. So 
Uh, I don't know. I just, I can't do those. My wife loves those, <laughs> but uh, man, I, I like a good, good side of corn nuggets. We have a place because we, I live in rural uh, uh, Southwest Arkansas. Everything's in a gas station, you know? So there are some places I can hit up on, uh, on July 16th for corn nuggets. And I will, Jamie, I, I'll probably set a reminder, but uh, most of the time I don't follow these things unless, like you said, it's one of those things where I can go eat something. I probably shouldn't be eating in the first place. Right. Well, the the other thing is, is that we're actually recording this on July 14th on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday in the evening. And uh, today is actually National Nude Day. And my question to you, Jamie, is how did you celebrate National Nude Day? I am still celebrating. <laughs> yes. Well, party on, sir. Party on. That, that is why, folks, if, if you're curious as to uh, anything about the show, that is why we do these in separate locations. Jamie is at his house. I'm at mine uh, because I don't want to be subjected to that uh, because I believe him. I think right now he is celebrating <laughs> National Nude Day. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Uh, and you can go read about that if you look up like National Day calendar and things like that. They'll actually have a uh, a little description you can click on and uh, and talk about that thing. So. You know, if you're a, a naturalist or a nudist or whatever they call it, uh, July 14th is your day. Uh, and so if you're listening on the 16th, you missed it. Don't. You can't celebrate late. Uh, you got to wait till next July 14th. But uh, if you're listening to this on July 16th, uh, go get some corn nuggets uh, and get a bunch of them for me. Send me a picture of them, too, because, uh, man, I love some corn nuggets. Uh, well, last week we talked about uh, really a... As much as we covered, we we talked about a beginner's guide to comic books. So many, um, you know, growing up, like we talked about, we did we did sports cards and all this stuff, and I really didn't know anybody that collected comic books back then. Did you? There, there really wasn't any place in town that sold comic books when we were growing up. Of course, you know, we grew up small town, Southwest Arkansas. I think the drugstore might have had a few comic books here and there. But it wasn't like it was like the Richie Rich and stuff like that. Wasn't like your X Men or your superhero books. Uh, and I'm not even a hundred percent sure that they did. Uh, I know you could get them at Walmart, but I mean, we went to Walmart maybe twice a month. So, and that wasn't something we were looking at buying. I mean, you know, we were looking at buying the cards that the Walmart had that we couldn't get in the at the gas station or the flower shop there in town that sold baseball cards. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily convenient for us. So we didn't, we didn't really do that all the time. And so, like I said, last week, you know, Jamie introduced me back into comic books. Of course I had read the comic book before, but never thought about it as a, uh, something to uh, jump into as a hobby or anything like that. But there's so much to learn. There's so much to know uh, about the, you know, just jumping in. I hope it was helpful for you. I hope, you know, even if you're, you're like, man, I'm not interested. I would hope you would, you would try uh, sometime. Uh, if you can find a comic book shop, we have one in Texarkana. Uh, that's the closest one to me. Where did you, where did you say you have to go? You said, uh, there's somewhere you can get. Oh, uh, Sherwood. Okay. Sherwood, which is just, uh, on the other side of Little Rock. In Central Arkansas. And, and I know for uh, some yeah. of you guys who. And, the, and then also the game exchange here in town has them. Yeah, game exchange. I forgot you you'd said that, but yeah, I know many of you that that live in other places probably have a a comic book shop close to you, and you can just Google you know comic shops near me or, or things like that. And 
I would hope, hey, go in there, browse around, pick one out that looks um, that looks cool. I would say jump on, you know, if you're jumping on a new one, get, um, you know, the first, you know, the number one of it. So if you want Thor, get Thor number one and start the story and see if you see if you like it. Just just try out. It's interesting to to do. One thing we we I think you alluded to last week is that most comics, though, are not really geared towards young kids. Um, so if you want if you want a comic that that really is geared towards young kids, you need to you need to Google that. There are just a handful, but most most are really uh, written and for like teenagers on up. Uh, and Jamie was I think talking about Ninja Turtles last time, and uh, and so uh, you just need to be. Just conscious of that if you're like, hey, I'll get my kids into this because some of it, you know, some of it's pretty dark. And so uh, just just be right. conscious of that. One thing we we uh, we need to correct is uh, we were talking about our, our somebody that's been influential for me uh, because I've ordered comics from him. That's Mill Geek Comics. Last week we said we couldn't I couldn't think of it. That's why you write stuff down, Jamie. And I didn't. Uh, but we, we were thinking it was Mill Creek Comics in Washington. Uh, and, and I think it's in. That's not in Seattle, but it's it's around Seattle. But uh, it's actually Mill Geek Comics. So look Russ up; he's fantastic. And again, you can catch him on uh, Comic Tom One Hundred and One if you're curious about you know some things going on in the comic book world. Uh, but uh, man, get something from from one of these guys. Uh, go by your local comic shop. That's uh, that's the best way, and they'll they'll encourage you to do that as well. You know, support local. And uh, just see, see if it's for you. May not be, but uh, to me, it's interesting. I actually got my comics out this week and was going through some that, uh, you know, I hadn't really tended to. I got, got from the comic shop and uh, brought them home and put them, put them up, but I didn't, I didn't protect them. And that's what we wanted to, one thing we didn't mention last week is uh, we, we talked about, you know, everybody wants these things in, you know, the best condition they can get them. So a, a lot of people send them off to be graded. And see, you know, the, the higher the grade, the more they'll bring price wise. So uh, we, we just want to tell you about how to protect these things and, and what you do when you buy a comic. You can you can do this at your comic shop or you can buy these things on Amazon, but you need to put your comic in a bag and a board. And, and what that is, is you're just putting your comic book um, with a cardboard backing. It's, it's usually uh, treated on one side, a little shiny. And you put the comic book on that shiny side and you slide it down into this, this clear bag. And I actually have some minor Mylar, I think they're called archival uh, bags. And so what that does is just kind of protect it. it you know, that, that uh, cardboard keeps it straight and then you can see the, you can see it and display it and, and things like that. Keep it in a, in a box. Um, and, uh, but you just want to keep it in the best condition you can. And so, that's what you have to have. <clears throat> if you've never done this before, you're checking out with your comic at your local comic shop, ask for a bag and a board. Uh, that's probably the cheapest way, unless you're going to get a bunch of comics and then just order your own. Um, right. But, yeah. uh, Most of your comic book shops will, will sell you a single bag sing, with a board for like 20 cents. So, I mean, if you're just doing one issue at a time, that's, that's a good route to go. But like you were saying, if you've got more than, if you're if you're buying in bulk, like I do sometimes, that uh, that hundred count bag and or hundred count case of bags and boards is comes in handy. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know the other thing is is all right. Well, now you've got it in a bag and a board, Jamie. What do you do with it after that? One thing you do not want to do with it is lay it down flat. <laughs> uh, just the weight. If you stack them up, the weight will cause them to bend. 
Uh, you want to stand them upright and put them in a comic book box, uh, two different types, uh, short boxes and long boxes. It just depends on how many you have. Uh, yeah. Start off with a short box. And when you fill it up, start moving on to them big long boxes. Well, I'll tell you this. I, and that's a, that's a good thought, but I, I really just like the short boxes because even a short box full, and I'm not sure the, the, um, capacity of a short box, but even a short box full is pretty heavy. And so just for, just for me, so I'm not throwing my back out. And that's actually what the comic shop told me. I said, what do you think I'll need to get? Do I need to go ahead and splurge for a long box? You know, pay a little bit more. Like, well, how bad do you want your back to hurt? <laughs> do what? I said, so you know, if you want your back to hurt, go ahead and get your long box. If you don't go ahead and get a short one. So that's kind of been my thing, my thing since, but, uh, you can, you can carry more comics at a time with that long box. Yeah, I, I can attest with the long box. I have three, and they're they're it's probably a good fifty pounds each. Yeah, I, I, my short boxes. I don't even know, but yeah, like like Jamie said, you don't. You would think, hey, we'll keep this thing flat, so it'll be in good condition. No, it actually starts to bend it, and actually, even at, when you set these things vertically in a uh, a short box or a long box, actually, people will tell you to, you know, you think I just stack them up facing one way. Well, no, actually. You know, because it's stapled on one side, you know, stapled on that end, you actually want to, if you can, just, just alternate those and have them face each other just, just for the best way to preserve these things. Because again, that's how you're going to, if you're actually wanting to sell uh, later on in life, that's, what's going to get you the money is that you have preserved this thing in good condition. And Jamie, just this week, I saw a uh, couple of, of, uh, comics from this last year when I was collecting heavily that are like jumping up into the twenties and the $20 range. And I just paid what $4 like we talked about last week. So even some of these things, like, like we said, as, as uh, movies get optioned, as, as somebody picks them up and you know, this comic book is going to go somewhere, they're going to use this story or use part of the story in a movie. The price of that thing's going to go uh, move on up there. And so that's, that's where you can make money. If you're, if you're wanting to do that, I saw as I went through some of my uh, uh, my comics this week that, you know, I bought several, um, you know, I'd make, uh, uh, like I said, I would get multiple copies of one, uh, one thing I thought was going to do well and may pay off, may not. You know, I, uh, like I said, just have to sneak it by your wife and don't tell her about that. But, uh, hmm. <laughs> but it, you know, the only other thing on that that I know of, and Jamie, jump in here if we need to add anything else, but. The only other thing that you really need to know that we didn't mention that I can think of is comic books. You'll hear about different ages of comic books. And so there's really that they say four main ages. And as we were talking about, we think two of these are kind of well similar or the same, but uh, you'll hear people talk about the golden age, the silver age, the bronze age, and then modern or current. And so the golden age of comics, 1938 to 1950, and the reason that's important, A, is because they're older and if you can get a, you know, get a hold of some of these in, in good condition, you get a lot of money. But uh, as these are different sizes. And so if you, if you get into these and you want to put it in a bag and a board and all of this stuff, uh, you're going to be looking at different sizes. So the golden age is different from the silver age is different from the current. And the bronze age and the current we think are the same size. But the silver age goes from 56 to 1970. The Bronze Age from 70 to 85, and then the modern from 85 until present. And so that's what, if you hear um, about ages of comic books, things like that, that's what it's talking about is just these different 
uh, different eras where there might be a little bit of different uh, sizing and things like that. And obviously, you know, you're talking about age. So the golden is older than all of them. So if you can find comics from that, that era, you're, you're probably going to be in some money. So anything we left out on that, Jamie? No, I believe that about covers everything. Okay. Well, if you guys have any, <clears throat> any questions about comic books, we'd love to answer those. Um, we've tried to kind of throw everything out there that we know about uh, just to, to give you an idea of how to, uh, how to get into this. If you want to get into comic books uh, like we do, I, I think it's a lot of fun, especially if you find one, if you keep up enough to find out, all right, which one do I need to read? Which one can I focus on? Because when I went into it, I kind of went everywhere. I kind of shotgunned it after Jamie got me all excited about it. I, I just bought like all kinds of things. Okay. This, this artist has got this cover of this one. So I bought it because it was cool and uh, that might pay off, you know, later. And I've got some really cool comics, but I think the best way to do it uh, is to, to be able to enjoy it, enjoy the story. And then if you want to sell, that's, that's great too. And so find you a comic book that, you know, people are talking about that, that people are um, excited about that story. So you can get into it and in, enjoy what you're, what you're doing there, not just, you know, holding them and trying to make money and things like that. So All right. um, I think that's just a better and uh, easier way to do it. Um, yeah, so is find that all you a character you identify with? I was just going to say, find you a character that you identify with, you know, something you can get into something that makes it enjoyable for you. Um, that's really all I have on, uh, comic book uh, protection and collecting and stuff like that. But also if we've been talking a lot about baseball cards as well, and uh, there's actually been a few things come out that uh, we used to do back in the uh, the nineties that have come out and said, no, don't do this anymore because you could be damaging your cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead and tell them about it. But yeah, you already know (laughs) that one of my rookie cards is, is protected exactly the way you're about to describe. Go ahead and tell them about it. Right. Back in the nineties, uh, your really valuable cards, they, you came out with this, uh, case that it would fit in and it had four screws in each, well, a screw in each corner and you put it in there. It had like a little lip that your card would sit in, put the top on and then you screwed it down tight. So nothing could hurt your card. Well, it turns out all that pressure from those screws being so tight, pressing that card together caused any imperfections to be magnified in that card so they're uh they're saying don't do that anymore they have these magnetic ones that are supposed to clamp together and hold fairly step be fairly sturdy and uh protect your card better right yeah like i said you know one of my king griffey jr rookie cards is in one of those screwed down plastic things and and even in that i can look at it and i told you guys i bought uh what i buy Jamie, you told you to five boxes. I think I bought five, uh, five or six. Yeah. Five upper deck boxes that were, uh, one of them was open, but the rest uh, had never been open. And uh, the 1989 had the King Griffey junior rookie. I think Randy Johnson, we, we started looking all those up, but, uh, pulling cards out of that, you could tell those cards were in much better condition than the one I had. And, and, you know, I bought it a long time ago. I bought it pretty close to 89, you know, probably 94, 95, somewhere in there. But, uh, right. this, this card has, uh, it's been messed up by being in that and it's going to be my lowest quality card. I'm afraid just because it, it's been in that case and uh, that, uh, that particular case, but yeah, that's, 
that's another thing is, is if you're getting into collecting any kind, you want to put these things in, in some plastic. Now, how do you do it, Jamie? How do you, if you went and bought some cards today, what would, what would that look like when you got home? First off, uh, if I bought anything of value or got anything of value, what a lot of card collectors recommend is you take one of the cheap, flimsy plastic, what they call penny loaders. Um, you know, it's yeah, penny penny loaders or penny sleeves. Penny sleeves, yeah. Uh, you take one of those, you put your card in it, and then you actually put it in a hard plastic top loader. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to provide you the best protection without, you know, spending a whole lot of money. Right. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm gonna have to do to mine, and then and box them up and and send them off to be graded, so I can uh, hopefully have some some high grades on there, and and that's that's the best way. And I hate boy, man, I had Jamie, I had out the gloves the other day, and you know just touching them, you know, with only gloves and being really gentle, putting those in the sleeves, and then the and then the hard um, uh, card saver is what I have. I think that's what PSA recommends. PSA is one of right. the grading companies for for baseball cards. And so they recommend you you do exactly what Jamie just described is you put it in a penny sleeve, then you put it in one of those uh, plastic card savers and then protect it in the mail, you know, to send it to them to grade. And hopefully I'll have some really good high grades and, and I can make my money back on on some of those and then keep some as well for later on because a boy Griffey's a Hall of Famer, Jamie. So, you know, I need to keep that. That's right. You know, if, if you just collect cards just to collect and enjoy looking at them. You can't go wrong with the, uh, the old nine page binder sleeves. Yes. I still had some of those. Or the nine, nine card binder sleeve. Excuse me there. I didn't find all of mine, but, uh, I did find some when I was looking the other day and, uh, man, it's just, it's just crazy to, to look at old cards that I've had in those things for so long, but that that's what I did with most of mine. I think, is, is that what you did with yours? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how I managed to get out with, uh, my Ricky Henderson collection, you know, it didn't get stolen with my other cards. It was in a binder, you know, all, all sleeved up in binders. Right. So I, I had that on me. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, uh, um, that's just one of those things where, it, and that's the, that's the best way to really show your friends. You know, if you're, you're, you're showing people, here's the, here are the cards I have because you put them in those binder sleeves and you can see front back as you, you know, turn those pages and, it still keeps oh, yeah. them pretty protected, you know, because they're in a binder. Right. Yeah. You just want to make sure you have a big enough binder for your collection. Uh, what I've found out with like the, uh, the complete sets, when I go to binder, one of them, you want to at least like a, a three and a half, four inch binder where it's not all crammed in there. And right. You want some room. Sleeves all curled up. Yeah. Yeah. You want some room in there. You know, it's like we said about comic books and baseball cards is the same thing. Uh, you want you want to keep them in pristine condition, like they just came out of the package. But you know that's part of it is trying to enjoy them as well. And you know, comics comic books are harder to me to you know to like enjoy and and display. I know you can you can buy things to display them and on the walls and stuff. But man, I'm just I'm scared oh, yeah, of I'm, that. <laughs> I'm scared of it. I just keep I'm them a, in my in my box, and then, and like I said, they've got them you know, facing each other. So it's hard to flip through and it's just like, okay, they're in my box now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's harder to do that with comics. Now I have found a couple of ways to display comics. Uh, books a million sells a, uh, a comic book frame. It is perfectly sized to fit a comic, hold a comic. I've actually got, I just bought one. I've got my, 
signed uh, Blue Devil number one in there by the artist uh, Paris Cullen. Nice. I met him at Comic-Con a couple of years ago. Really fun dude. Uh, if you ever get a chance to meet him, he's 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 a cool dude. Uh, but then also, like, if you just wanted a cheaper route, get you some card stock and get you a uh, document frame. I think they're 11 by 14. Black card stock, put it on the back. Keep your uh, keep your comic in a, either a bag bag or bag and board. Put it in there. Put it in a frame. It's a nice, neat little display you got yourself there. Yeah, and I haven't done that yet, but I need to because I've got you know just in the short time that I collected, I've got some really awesome looking comics. So there's some big things that happened last year, like uh, uh, Spawn 300, that which set the record for most what uh, consecutive in a series. Uh, with that 300th issue. And so I've got, we talked about different variants last, uh, last episode and, uh, the spawn, since it was the 300, I don't know how many variants there were for that. I bet there were 50. The, what I remember about the spawn 300 was the, uh, homage cover to Spider-Man 300, amazing Spider-Man 300, which if I'm not mistaken, Todd McFarlane, who is the creator of spawn was also, I know he did, uh, did some, work with the amazing spider-man line when he was with marvel i'm wondering i think he may actually did the cover of of spider-man the amazing spider-man 300 if i'm wrong somebody please please correct me yeah i probably will i'll call you later this evening when i when i go and check that <laughs> no I, oh, that'll, that, that that call will go straight to voicemail <laughs> <laughs> like always okay noted uh <laughs> so i mean there it's just uh you know if you have any other questions about this this is just some things that we we realized we'd left out and, and things you need to know if you want to get into it. And again, I, I encourage you to go, you know, just try it out and see what you think. I know this is a weird time with COVID, you know, not everybody's wanting to run around town and go into stores, but uh, uh, you can, you can get on uh, online, go to uh, find mill geek comics uh, in Seattle, Washington. Russ is awesome. And another one I'd used is mycomicshop.com. Uh, I couldn't think of this last last week, but uh, I've actually ordered from them since. So it's fresh on the brain. MyComicShop.com. You can you can look up previews for the upcoming ones. Remember, I said that uh, if you order, um, you know, 60, 90 days out, that you'll get discounts most of the time. And and so that's what I did. Uh, I've got some coming that I just bought from them. And then I've got some that uh, will be released later on, like in August. And And so you can get... I think it's th- uh, at least through my comic shop, it's like 35% discount for ordering, you know, that far out. And so you get to, you look through a previews magazine online and you can look for, you know, if you like only DC, if you like Marvel or if you like independent, whatever, you can look those up that way and see what's coming out and get a big discount. So uh, that's a way to, to save some money there. 35% is, is, a, is a big chunk. So um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. You can tell me and, uh, Jamie and I, uh, really like this and, and still it's, it's pretty new to me. So I'm, I'm still excited and, uh, and really like it. So any questions, Hey, please hit us up because we, uh, we like talking about it. So Jamie, anything else to add before we move on? Board of advice. Don't be afraid to check out the independent comics. Some of them have some really cool characters. Some of them even have like some of these franchises that, you're like, oh, these were comic books. So, yeah, I know like IDW has the Ninja Turtles and I believe Transformers. So, I mean, yeah, if you like Transformers and Ninja Turtles, I mean, that's the comic book publisher you want to be looking for. So, 
yeah, don't be afraid to check out these independents. They're, they're pretty cool. Right. And a lot of independent comics um, come out and end up as movies as well. So, I mean, you find one that's good. I mean, you, you may be into into money as far as that goes, too. So um, just just be looking looking out for that one. One other person I want to throw out there. And again, they're not uh, I'll try to get a uh, love to get an interview with them sometime. But uh, uh, if you look up on YouTube comics with Bueller and it's B.U.E.H. L-E-R, something like that. If you put it in like that, B-U-E-H-L-E-R, you'll find it. The Comics with Bueller, a really good guy as well. Uh, still, I think up there in Northwest as well. But uh, uh, he, he'll do uh, what's coming out this this coming week. And he'll talk about, you know, what what kind of what's going on, what to uh, look for. And that's just a number, uh, another person that uh, uh, can give you some insight as to maybe what might be interesting to you. Um, and I'm sure there are, um, I think Jim comics is the other one I was trying to think of. Yeah. Jim comics on YouTube as well. He's uh, really knowledgeable and he'll tell you, Hey, this might get optioned into a movie. They're talking about this or whatever. And, uh, uh, you can jump into some things you've never heard of before, but are really good. And you may end up seeing on the big screen, which is, which is a lot of fun really to, you know, Hey, I, I read about that back when it was a comic book. So that's just one more thing. That's cool. All right. So, uh, we've talked plenty about uh, comic books and, um, uh, and and all of that, so uh, we'll we'll move on. And, and it's this time of year, Jamie, the time I really get excited about. We talked, I think it was last week, about you know those games you have to have when they come out that I'm going to pay the full price. And you know, PS5 is talking about you know charging seventy bucks a uh, a game, and well, I'll I'll pay it for this because it's Madden time. Um, I get it every year. Well, most years, unless it's really frustrating, <laughs> I need to, I need to know, like I said, that I can run the ball like a normal person. But, uh, one of the things that, that people look, uh, look out for each year, uh, are the ratings, you know, who's rated what, and I know this is a big deal to the players because they want to know what, what do the, what do the Madden programmers think of me? Uh, you know, <laughs> people, some people are mad. Some people are like, oh yeah, I'm, I am that good. And then, you know, some people think they're awesome and, you know, their speed is at 55 or something like that. So all, all of these uh, attributes are rated up to 99. And, uh, and so you get all these different attributes, which come into an overall. And for Madden, if you have a 99 overall, you're considered the 99 club, this distinguished club uh, of, of a player. So you can kind of have bragging rights anyway that, at least the programmers or whoever's giving the information to the Madden people, at least they think you're a 99. And, uh, and so this year only four have been leaked out. We're not sure if that's all of them, but uh, four have been leaked out this year. Uh, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Now this is no surprise, is it? No, no. I mean, it, and he's actually pretty well confirmed. I believe they've got a video of him uh, receiving his uh, 99 club package which is like a gold chain with the number 99 on it from uh, EA Sports. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, there's no surprise there. Also, no surprise is Christian McCaffrey. Dude's a beast. Yeah, yeah. And if if the McCaffrey name sounds familiar to, to you, uh, Christian's dad, uh, Ed, used to play for the Broncos, and, and he was known for taking out as many pads as he could because he wanted to be faster. And so he was just this dude running around, the, running around the football field. Remember before all of these rules about taking people's heads off, really, and just just so he could be faster. And so 
his son Christian went to uh, went, went to Stanford, right? He's Stanford. Yeah, product? yeah, he went to Stanford. Yeah, went to Stanford. Smart kid, and like Jamie said, he is he's all over the field. He is a fantastic. If you don't follow football, uh, Christian McCaffrey is is somebody to watch because he is. Uh, he is uh, a receiver. He's a running back. He's uh, he's just everything. So yeah, ninety nine, uh, not surprising at all. Uh, as well, I'm, as, I'm pretty sure dude could kick a forty five yard field goal. Oh, I, I wouldn't bet against him at all. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, this next one, number three, is not a surprise to me either. If you've been watching, and that's Aaron Donald because he is a beast in the trenches, uh, getting down, sacking quarterbacks. He's just, man, he's just a madman. Did you, did you watch much of him? I know you play fantasy football. You're aware of Aaron Donald, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Aware of Aaron Donald. Uh, yeah, dude, like I said about Caffrey, straight up beast, uh, normally has two guys trying to block him on each play. So, I mean, anytime you're having to be double teamed on every play, you know, you know, you're doing something right. That's right. Yeah. And he's still a beast with two people, you know, on him every, every play. So. Aaron Donald, not a surprise. The only one that was a surprise for me, I guess, was uh, this last one. That's Stefan Gilmore. He's the cornerback for the Patriots. He had a fantastic year, I guess, in 19. Um, but I didn't think no, it was in. Yeah, maybe it was last year. Maybe maybe he does deserve yeah. that. I don't know. But I was I was thinking that uh, that he had had a kind of an off year from his best year. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering that. But uh, uh, he he has been one of the cornerbacks is highly respected you know you don't throw at him and all of this stuff so uh those four people patrick mahomes uh quarterback for the kansas city chiefs christian mccaffrey running back for the uh carolina panthers aaron donald uh still in the trenches there oh he was d end or d tackle i think d tackle didn't he for the rams i think d tackle i think that's what they to i think that's right and then stefan gilmore a cornerback for the patriots so those those guys are in the 99 club for this year. And uh, we'll just see uh, if you're not familiar with Madden, who's, who's on the, the cover this year. Have they announced that they have, haven't they? Uh, if they have, I'm not aware of who he is. All right. Um, this is a, this is a, uh, uh, a look up <laughs> Madden 21 cover athlete. Is it, is it Lamar Jack? It is Lamar Jackson. Excellent. All yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah, it's Lamar Jackson. So if you don't know anything about uh, Madden, you're like, oh, this football stuff bores me. There's something you can you can pay attention to, and that's the Madden curse. <laughs> that is, if you end up on the, the cover of Madden, people are really superstitious and think something's going to happen. There's going to be an injury. Your career's going to go sideways this year. Something's going to happen. And, and for those of you <laughs> who are uh, uh, with us here in Arkansas, uh, you should remember back to Peyton Hillis and Peyton Hillis was one of the best running backs for one year. I think in the NFL, they put him on the cover and then I don't know, was he coaching somewhere bagging groceries? I don't know. He disappeared. And that's just one of many Google the Madden curse and see what comes up there because it, it's really, am- it's really amazing when you think about it, you know, some guys are fine, you know, it's, it's just superstitious, but so many people and, Surely it doesn't have anything to do with them playing a, a yeah. very violent game. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Patrick Mahomes would tell you different about that Madden curse. Yeah. That, that, there you go. Uh, example number one, I won the Super Bowl while being on the cover of Madden and getting what uh, an extension guaranteed of one hundred and forty <laughs> million dollars. But uh, with incentives can be up to 
450 or something like that. So yeah, uh, go ahead. And as much as I, as it pains me to say this, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady would say the same thing. Yeah. I hate that too. I, I hate that you even brought that up. I'm not even ready to uh, finish the podcast now. I'm kind of angry. But, <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, to see, see Brady in the new, uh, Buccaneers uniform, um, taking his boy Gronkowski over there with him. Uh, a lot of things coming up that are going to be interesting and hopefully none of my uh, uh, fantasy football league is listening to this because we don't want to give off any tips that would uh, lead to my demise. Jamie, you've been in a league with me before. I, you know, I, I don't normally you know, win. I'm usually up there, but then somehow Thad wins. That's kind of weird. Yeah, like Thad looks his way into winning the championship like three years in a row. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> Nobody else does either like an, because with like a even out of the gate, it's like this he he might be the last one. You know, it it's uh he didn't do real well with the draft. Uh, other other than you know our buddy Drew who picked Randy Moss, I'm not even sure how Randy Moss was in the draft because this was like a year after he quit playing, but he picked him number one. Other than that, you know, <laughs> he, he was a free agent. Yeah, well, yeah, technically a free agent who had no plans of playing, but. Uh, he got picked up in our draft that year, but, uh, uh, but yeah, Thad is, uh, has, uh, has done well in that. We're still unsure how, I don't know if there's a way to cheat. Uh, I'm the commissioner. So, you know, if anybody should be able to cheat, it should be me, but somehow my brother has, has pulled it out before. So, um, <laughs> speaking of him, we, we've got an interview with him, uh, about this next topic. We, we wanted to kind of bring you a top five, top fives, top tens are always fun. I think because, because you're going to agree with some and you're going to hate some. And so this week we wanted to bring you a top five that is completely, you know, just personal preference. And so you might want to, uh, you know, throw your uh, audio device down and, and run your mower over it after Jamie says some things. And you might want to stop the mower and celebrate when I say some things. I'm just throwing that out there, Jamie. That's probably going to how it's going to happen. But we wanted to talk about. I would bet it's probably going to happen <laughs> in the opposite. Yeah, you're probably right. You are probably right. But uh, uh, we wanted to talk about today our top five cereals. Now I don't know. I am. I am 37. Going to be 38 soon. Uh, Jamie's 37 as well. So we're the same age. So I'm not sure how many of our constituents that are our same age are thinking about cereal. <laughs> Maybe it's just us, but uh, we wanted to talk about our top five cereals. What we're going to do is uh, Jamie's going to do his first. He's going to go from five to one, kind of explain those. Uh, I'll do mine. And then you'll hear from Thad uh, as our, our special guest. We'll have an interview with talking about his uh, top five cereals. He's kind of known as a cereal guy. And so it'll be interesting to hear from him as well. So. Jamie, take it away. Your top five cereals. Let us know why you like it, too. Well, the reason Thad's known as the cereal guy is because that's about all he can cook without burning it. That's true. That is that is not a lie. And what made me you know, think of this list was, you know, we've been on a nostalgia kick talking about, you know, childhood collecting baseball cards, stuff like that. So, I mean, what did we do? You know, spend the night with each other. You know, next morning we're eating cereal. So it's like, hey, what what? what's our favorite cereals and see how much we've changed since, uh, we were younger. Yeah. Uh, my number five, uh, I was kind of a toss up with this and another cereal. Uh, but I went with, uh, 
Honey Smacks. You know, one that's got Diggum the Frog on it. Honey Smacks, man, that is that's talking about nostalgia. I haven't heard of Honey Smacks. They still make Honey Smacks. They they still make Honey Smacks, and they they you know, and was the other one was Golden Crisp with the bear. The exact same cereal. Um, so I mean, you can kind of Honey Smacks slash Golden Crisp on there. Uh, yeah. Well, I just, I just, I, I just didn't remember. I mean, I remember the commercials for those, but I haven't heard that name in years. That's crazy. Okay, number five, Honey Smacks for you. Um, number four, Captain Crunch, original okay. with crunch berries, peanut butter. I don't just give me Captain Crunch. You just like it all. Oh yeah, like it all. Number three, going with a uh, with a classic here, uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, fruity pebbles would have been a little high. Would have been a little higher on my list, but I mean, with fruity pebbles, you got to eat them fast. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Because or they become some kind <laughs> of uh, weird texture that is not crisp at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to describe those. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, it's mush. <laughs> it's definitely mush. Uh, yeah. the The only saving grace is the milk after fruity pebbles. Exactly, is amazing. Yes. Number two, Golden Grams. I mean, what, what more what more do what more needs to be said? Dude, you're pulling out stuff that I haven't I haven't even heard of in years. But yeah, Golden <laughs> Grams, okay. I mean it it's you know, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch's better looking older brother. You know? <laughs> it's what Cinnamon Toast wants to be. <laughs> I completely disagree with that, but okay, it's it's your list, not mine. <laughs> Number one, all time favorite. Also a classic, Lucky Charm. Yes, sir. Can't go wrong with marshmallows cereal. That's right. And you're talking about the, uh, uh, you've got to factor in, when you talk about your best cereal, you've got to talk, you've got to factor in that the taste of the milk when you're done with this, when there's no more cereal, because there's always milk left, right? And so you've got to factor in that, you know, I'm turning up the bowl. How does this taste? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, oh, yeah. my, all right. Yeah, anything else about three, yours? The milk factor is. I was going to say top three milk factor is like where it's where it should be at. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that. Okay, uh, just quickly list list yours again from five to one so we can remember. Number five, Honey Smacks. Number four, Captain Crunch, any and all varieties. Uh, number three, Fruity Pebbles. Number two. Golden Grams and number one, Lucky Charms. All right. I like it. That's a good list, man. It's not as good as mine, but it is, it is decent. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying that because I know Jamie is waiting to pounce on me for, for my list. So here we, I, I think that needs to be a, be a poll question on the uh, Facebook page. Oh, I think that'd be fantastic. I'll, I'll look at doing that. Uh, shoot. I won't look at it. You do it. You, you can make that up. That'd be, yeah, that'd be an excellent, <laughs> excellent list. All right. With, uh, with my list, uh, you heard Jamie's here's mine. Number five is one. Jamie just mentioned Captain Crunch. Uh, that is not my number five. My favorite, I think is peanut butter. The only downside to Captain Crunch is that that moment when that hard round Captain Crunch gets in the top of your mouth and you feel like you've cut your mouth open. That's the only thing I knew where you were going. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does that. That is eating Captain Crunch because that's what's going to happen. Uh, and so I really like Captain Crunch. I don't, I don't eat it a ton, 
Um, but, uh, cause uh, my boys don't eat it really, uh, or not a lot of it, but, uh, I, I like Captain Crunch and that, that taste. All right. Number four, Raisin Bran Crunch. Surprised it didn't make your list, Jamie. Gotta have that Raisin Bran in there. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Raisin Bran Crunch. I think it's, it, it, I think it's, you need, <laughs> you think I need what? I think you need a less brand in your life. Well, well hold on. I'm, I'm not through with my list. <laughs> so, you know, need, needing that, uh, that raisin brand, it, it, it almost tastes like, uh, you know, you're eating something healthy because you've got the raisins in there, but I've always, I've always liked that. It, it's not something that, uh, um, I don't know. I just, I just always have liked the taste of, of raisin brand. You get that crunch in there. I really like that as well. So, uh, that's, that's my number four is raisin brand crunch. Number three, Another one Jamie didn't mention, but will probably uh, make fun of me for frosted mini wheats. You ever eaten frosted mini wheats, Jamie? Yes, I have. And uh, they're okay. <laughs> they're okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's more acceptable than Raisin Bran Crunch. Oh, I will, I will oh let, really? I'll okay. give you that. All right. Well, I, I didn't know if I was taking a step back in your mind or, or what. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I still don't know if I'd have either one of them over Captain Crunch. <laughs> I understand. I understand. It's you know, really the Captain Crunch thing for me is is still about the uh, you know cutting your mouth open. But uh, I, I don't know. It, 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 they're close. It's totally worth it. They're close. It's not like these are big gaps between these things. So frosted mini wheats. I like that. I like that sugar on top. I don't know. It's just it's, it's kind of similar to raisin bread crunch in the way I think about it. You know, it uh, you, you feel like you're eating something healthy, and then you've got something sweet in there too. And so I, I've liked that. I, I really like talking about, uh, uh, you know, what the milk tastes like afterwards. I really like that as well. But so especially with my number two, my number two is Fruit Loops. <laughs> Fruit Loops, because I, I really love the, the fruity taste. The milk afterward is awesome. And Fruit Loops is one of those, even as an adult, like I can go walk by and get a handful of, and like, that's a good snack. You know, you do that for your kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> just walk by a Fruit Loops box, stick your hand in, you know, well, washed or not, <laughs> but uh, stick your hand in and, and uh, get you a snack of Fruit Loops. And, and to me, that's, you know, just that sweet, sweet taste has always been good. Um, and, and number one will sound real familiar to you. Lucky Charms. That's, uh, I, you know, I, I've got to agree with you there. Lucky Charms is just the the ultimate for me. Got all, got all of those marshmallows in there, like you said. Man, it's wonderful. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna taste the rainbow here. Wait, no, it's not taste the rainbow. <laughs> what is that? Skittles. <laughs> that is Skittles. <laughs> I went. To They're always after Lucky me. Lucky Charms. Charms. Was new Lucky Charms with Skittles. Yeah, talking about breaking your teeth. I don't know. Expecting a marshmallow and getting a Skittle. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> that's that's somewhere that they don't need to go. That's that's right. Yeah, we. Uh, our, our good friends over at uh, the Heavy Set Podcast. If you haven't listened to the Heavy Set Podcast, you need to. Uh, Chris and Ryan do a wonderful job on that podcast. The only problem is they don't do it daily; they do it every other week, and so I have to wait on that. And then I listen repeatedly after that. And that's really good, uh, really good stuff. But they do a lot of uh, checking out the new, new stuff, new cereals, you know, things like that, new chips, whatever. And, uh, and they would try something like that. They would try, you know, the uh, lucky charms with Skittles. I I'm telling you, Chris would do it. And, uh, speak, I mean, it, you need to go and listen to their last episode because if you don't think Chris would try that, uh, you need to listen to what he did try and almost killed himself. So if that's not a good teaser, I don't know what is. So 
go listen to the heavy set podcast and, and our friends, Chris and Ryan over there. So that is, that is my uh, top five. And now we're going to, we're going to go over to uh, an interview with, uh, with my brother, Thad, who seems to think at least he has some insight into what the best cereal is. So uh, here's our interview with Thad. All right. And today we have a special guest on the podcast. Uh, our own Thad is joining us via telephone to talk about his top five cereals. And I'm curious to see if, if they match up with what Jamie and I have come up with here. Thad, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. Well, I know that you are a cereal lover, so this is, this is a good topic for you to come on and, and talk about. So um, what I want you to do is just go from five to one. You can explain each one and uh, five being lowest, uh, one being the best cereal you think is out there. Let's hear it. What does Thad say about his top five cereals? Okay. Uh, five is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, that is one that has just kind of followed me from childhood. And it just, uh, for me, number five, a lot of different cereals could interject here. Uh, I saw a lot about it and that one was just kind of edged out. Uh, it's just got a childlike flavor to me. Um, it, do, it does. You know, it's one of those that I don't think about all the time, but just today, the boys here at the house asked for some cereal and that's what they wanted. And I found myself like going right by the box and getting some more as they were eating it. So, so yeah, yeah. That, that is a good one. I don't often think about. All right. It's, go got, ahead. A, it's got a very good milk after <laughs> left in the milk afterwards too. That's uh, right. Uh, number four is Lucky Charms. That's another one that uh followed me from childhood that was my one of my favorites growing up uh for saturday morning cartoons um i have a weird way of eating it though i like to eat the crunchy part first and then eat the marshmallows all at the end so you, uh, get, so you end up with like a sugar rush yeah yeah i mean i finished strong well with it at the end <laughs> well if you do that i'm sure that's a that's a good leftover milk as well oh yeah yeah it's got the the sweet taste from that marshmallow uh, it's just a good way to end, end that cereal on is with just a mouthful of marshmallow. Excellent. What's your number three? Three. Uh, this is going to make me sound more older than I am, but it's Raisin Bran Crunch. Uh, it's got to have the crunch or it's not worth anything. But just having that, having the raisins, having the oats, it's just... Uh, it doesn't sound great, but it's such a good mixture of the two of this, that sweet and salty kind of taste. And it, it's just excellent. All right. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I'm, Jamie's going to love that. I know he'll have some things to say about that. All right. That was number three. What you got on number two? Number two uh, used to be my favorite one of all time. It just recently dropped down to number two, uh, Captain Crunch peanut butter. Uh, all the Captain Crunches are good, but the peanut butter just explodes way farther than all the rest of them, in my opinion. It, it's just, it's another childhood favorite. Uh, but I, I mean, you know me, I'm a big peanut butter fan. So obviously something with peanut butter 
is going to land high on my list. Oh, yeah. You know, the only thing I didn't like about uh, Captain Crunch is sometimes those pieces get in the top of your mouth and seems like just, I don't know, just sharp, sharp pieces get at the top of my mouth of that cereal. Do you, do you ever get that? I get that, but I've learned if you just eat it fast, it doesn't happen as quick. So, uh, so. so you're just pushing through is what you're saying. Yeah, you just, I just, just eat blow it really through. fast. It's just really quick cereal for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's just has and always will be in my top two probably cereals of all time. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a classic for sure. All right. Now, the moment we've all been waiting for, I know everyone's sitting on the edge of their seat. What is Thad's number one cereal? This cereal, I just found it about two months ago. So it's very new, but I have probably eaten five boxes of it in the last two months. Really? Um, okay. I'm, I am definitely interested now <laughs> to hear what this is. It is Cheerios, Oat Crunch, Oat and Honey. Cheerios, oat crunch, oat and honey. Yeah. Do you remember the Nature Valley oat and honey bars? Yep. I ate a bunch of them. used to eat them all the time. Mm -hmm, Uh, I did too. And it is that in a Cheerio. Really? Uh, Yes. It's it's just the oat and honey, and it's just attached to the honey nut Cheerio. And it's so you're getting two big flavors together in the cereal. Oh, that sounds good. I have never heard of that cereal, but I will, I will absolutely try it. It's at Walmart. You can get it at Walmart. It's the only place I've found it so far. But um, I just recommend getting the family size because it will not disappoint. All right. There's, there's a bold declaration, a bold guarantee from Thad. You said that you can get them at Walmart. That made me think that uh, Logan, just a couple of days ago, Katie was going to order something. And mm-hmm. she, she was talking about it and he walked over to her and said, Mama, uh, you can order that at Walmart or Walmart.com. <laughs> what, what, in the, what in the world? <laughs> thank you. Thank you, YouTube. for yeah. that. <laughs> All right, man, that's I, I didn't even know that cereal existed. OK, uh, let's go back over it one more time. Just list off your five to one if you've got those there. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Lucky Charms, Raisin Bran Crunch. Captain Crunch peanut butter and Cheerios oat crunch oat and honey. With a guarantee from Thad that you will love it by the family pack, family size box. And do not uh, do not shout, don't don't cheap out, get the small box, get the big box. Don't don't put your toe in the water. Dive into the deep end, right? Head first. Head first head, in. Head first. Don't even make sure that there's water in the pool. Just go. <laughs> Just have that much faith in it. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, that's fantastic, man. Uh, thanks so much for jumping on uh, last minute. I, I thought, man, I've got to got to have my brother on with this. So uh, five excellent cereals. Uh, I'd be curious to, to see how it, it matches up with all of us. And uh, anyway, thanks so much for your time, Thad. Thanks for jumping on the podcast with us today. Uh-huh. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Jamie. So you heard from Thad. Number five, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Number four, Lucky Charms. Uh, Both you and I had that way higher, but it's still on the list. Number three, Raisin Bran Crunch, which uh, he and I had that close. I had it four. He had it three. Number two, Captain Crunch. Did did you have it that high or was yours number three on Captain Crunch? Do you remember? Mine was number four. Yours was number four. Okay. So he had it much higher. Okay. 
And uh, he, he specified uh, peanut butter for him, but he likes that, that Captain Crunch peanut butter. And number one, a new cereal that I hadn't even heard of yet, but I had had um, uh, the, gr- the granola bars of them. It's the Cheerios Oat Crunch Oats and Honey. You ever had those oats and honey uh, granola bars? I have. And, you know, for a granola bar, they're good, but I don't know how well they'd be for a cereal. Yeah, I'm curious as well. If they'll hold up their crunch. You know, they got a whole lot of uh, crunchy sounding words in that Cheerios, oat, crunch, oats, and honey. <laughs> but uh, if they'll keep that crunch, I think it'd be really good. Because I really, I, there was a while there in my life that I ate those. That was breakfast every day. That was, that was the breakfast yeah. I was going to have. Yeah. And my number five was almost Honey Nut Cheerios. I mean, it's a classic. It's, you know, it's kind of one of those. It's a little bit more on the healthier side than pretty much everything else on my list. Uh, I was, hey, yeah. I was right there with you. I was, I was really teetering on putting Honey Nut Cheerios on there. Cheerios, I don't eat the plain ones, but like they're multigrain, that apple cinnamon, all the blueberry, they're all good. Like I said, the plain ones, just not really for me unless you, you know, put like a half, half a cup of sugar in there with them. <laughs> and then right. you might as well just have the frosted Cheerios by then. But yeah, That's right. Honey mm-hmm. Nut, uh, Cheerios is a good brand. But I believe I have lost most most of the respect I did have for your brother with this list. <laughs> and that's not saying much, folks. That is not saying much. <laughs> most of what little remained. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I, lucky <laughs> lucky charms a lot behind raisin bran crunch. I mean, that's. I just, I, just, I just don't know. I, I thought I knew this person. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, this is this is like an insight into your soul. I mean, this is really what makes you tick if you if your lucky charms is not like top of the list or close uh number four you said i mean <laughs> it's got it's got to be one or two it's it's which one is it which one are you picking well what i was surprised about was just that he picked one that i hadn't heard of i didn't know it existed and and you actually pulled out some from the Wayback machine for me uh, and it's funny <laughs> the the way that works you know is that you know, you're you're enjoying these cereals that i haven't heard of in you know 20 years <laughs> And, uh, and, and that's something that you go and, and buy. And so it, it's, it's fantastic. I've, I've just kind of stuck to my, my regulars and you've stuck to yours. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just, as you get older, I don't know for me, I don't eat much cereal anymore. So, you know, when I think cereal, I think, you know, Saturday mornings, cartoons, let me get a big old bowl of this sugary, not good for me stuff. That's right. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's me too. Uh, you know, that's a, it's a snack. Every once in a while, it's not, uh, it's not a meal for me. And, uh, you know, it's just what, what do the kids have? And, um, but I do request, you know, if I see the lucky charms getting low, I'm like, honey, we need to put this on the list. She's like, write it down, you know? So, so we get the, we got to make sure we've got the lucky charms. So that, that was a lot of fun just seeing kind of our differences, what we had on there that were similar. And, uh, um, I hope you, uh, enjoyed that as well. We'll try to get a, a poll up on the Facebook page. Uh, I had in my notes to mention our Facebook page to begin with. And I'm pretty sure I forgot. So uh, uh, just go see us at facebook.com slash fanatic life podcast. Uh, like us there. Uh, that'll, that'll be where we, we throw up um, uh, little images, letting you know that we've put out the podcast and uh, we've done polls and all that stuff. And so, uh, and also uh, if you don't mind uh, rate us on uh, whichever um, podcast app you use that helps us and helps other people see us and hear us and 
you know, uh, Jamie and I are okay. If it's just he and I catching up every week, that's fine. But, uh, if you don't mind rate us and, uh, just, uh, that lets us know how we're doing and, and hopefully we'll let some other people who might enjoy this stuff, who knows, um, you know, if, if they don't have lucky charms atop the list, we don't really want them listening anyway, but, but, uh, uh, just do that as well. If you don't mind, uh, that'll, that'll help us out a lot. We want to end, uh, in the show again with, uh, what we call fan or flop. Those are things we try, things we watch, things we eat, things we, uh, experience that uh, we want to let you know whether for us we're a fan of it or in our opinion it was a flop and so um, we're going to end today with that Jamie what is your fan or flop for this week my fan or flop is a youtuber uh, called funk turkey now I know funk turkey That's I know fantastic. Him, <laughs> funk funk turkey and I know him I know him personally um, he's from uh, the Queen Hooray show where, you know, I worked and lived and uh, I've, I've gotten to know this guy over the years. Uh, he's a funny guy, good guy, uh, but he is uh, taken to making uh, parody uh, music videos, kind of like Weird Al. He actually went viral with his uh, parody of uh, Billie Eilish's uh, Bad Guy. He did one called mm-hmm. Dad Guy. Hilarious video. Um, I think Last I looked, he had close to three million views on it already. He's oh my goodness, wow! He 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 went on Kelly Clarkson's show. What he his recently he's been doing is taking uh, lyrics from these bands and putting them in a uh, a Markov chain AI simulator, and this thing is writing lyrics for a song, and then he is doing the music and singing this singing the song in the style of the musician he's done nickelback red hot chili peppers nirvana acdc he's done several funny guy funny videos funny lyrics uh go check him out wow that's awesome that I mean, he's kind of hit the big time with that and you're going viral with something that's kind of the the goal of, of creators is to, to hit something that strikes a nerve and everybody likes and tells their friends about and uh, that's, that's fantastic, especially being a, a local guy around where we grew up. So, uh, that's cool. Go check him out. Uh, my fan or flop for this, uh, this week is the new, oh, well, newly revitalized unsolved mysteries. Yes. That unsolved mysteries, it is started back up. Uh, it's, uh, it's still fantastic for those of you, um, you know, <laughs> that were alive in the nineties, you, you certainly, I uh, could have been exposed to it there, but uh, just the Unsolved Mysteries is on Netflix. I think it only has six episodes out now. And I, I tell you this also because, hey, I am a big fan of this. I really enjoyed it. Nostalgia, uh, just just hearing that music again and, and really seeing things that, you know, you want to you want to see solved. I mean, these are these are problems that that we'd like to have an answer to. But. One of these really was for those of you listening in Arkansas, most of our listeners are, um, but, but go and I'm trying to remember the name of it. I can't remember which one is maybe is episode three or so, but that originated in Northwest Arkansas and just kind of spilled over into Southwest Missouri. And so it's pretty local for us. And, and, uh, and so one of those is, is there, but go watch unsolved mysteries, get you a little nostalgia. And I'll, I'll throw one bonus on there for it. It's in the same realm. And you know, when that, when you watch something on Netflix, it'll throw in the, because you watched unsolved mysteries, you should watch this. And uh, that is cold case for me. 
And the difference in cold case, you remember from Unsolved Mysteries back in the day, you know, you'd be watching uh, this episode and think, I've seen this before. And then at the end, he'd say, update, you know, and then they, they found the guy who killed, you know, the family or whoever. And so you got an update of, of really what had been going on. Well, Cold Case actually takes you back. It's also on Netflix and uh, really enjoyed uh, some, of, some of their episodes. But it takes you through uh, the original case and, and really, you know, what they thought happened and what they were trying to do up until the point where it became a cold case and they couldn't follow anything. And then years later, uh, some detective picks it up and ends up solving it. And so you get to follow this from beginning to end and you, you, you get a re- resolution at the end. I really, I actually enjoyed it more than unsolved mysteries because you get that resolution. So um, go to unsolved mysteries for that nostalgic feeling and then jump over to, uh, to cold case as well. And I think you'll really enjoy that. So Jamie, that's all we had for the the podcast today. Is there anything else we left out that you want to throw in here at the end? No, I believe that'll about cover it for us this week. Fantastic. Well, we're we're so glad again that you would join us and uh, and be on this ride with us. We're we're so sorry for Jamie raising his voice about uh, uh, Thad and I's you know serial uh, list. We'll try to get that under control. So. Uh, uh, just join us. We'll, we keep putting these out. We usually record uh, a little early and then uh, put these out on Thursday. And so uh, ne- this, this will be on a Thursday that it comes out, episode five, and episode six will be the following Thursday. So we hope you'll follow. Hey, subscribe. That way you get to, uh, or follow or subscribe. That way you get the notification that it's out. But uh, uh, we just, uh, we're so thankful that you'd listen and just just have a little fun with us. So Jump on our Facebook page again at facebook.com slash fanatic life podcast. And we'll, uh, we'll try to throw up a little, uh, uh, a poll question there for you to, to, uh, jump in with as well. So for Jamie, I'm John. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next week on the fanatic life podcast. See you later. And I apologize for nothing. 